It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Guys, crank it. Jiggy Jaguar podcasting from www.jiggyjaguar.com. Yay, indeed, it is the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. Coast to coast, to border to border, on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and the brand new Jiggy Jaguar app. Available in the App Store, JiggyJaguar.us. You can stream the show live 24 7 replay exclusive news and programming information all available on our fantastic app check it out live as live can get jiggyjaguar.us or in both the app stores tune in itunes radio loyalty go over to itunes and leave us a five-star rating and a comment it helps us better and it also shows us that we got people paying attention to us out there we are going to go to our next guest here in just a few moments. John Clausen is going to join us here in a few moments. And uh, he is absolutely an incredible individual. We are looking forward to having him on with us. We are going to go to John Clausen here in just a second. Pulling him up on the old Skype audio. John Clausen. And I believe there's John Clausen. How are you, my friend? It's uh, James Lowe with KJ Radio. How are you today? Doing just fine. Now, uh... Um, nice, beautiful day in Seattle. Yes, indeed. Well, 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 welcome to the radio broadcast, and um, thanks for Hello. joining us today. First of all, tell us a little bit on your background, my friend. Tell us all about yourself. Well, I recently retired after being in the medical device industry for 36 years. And that was at the end of 14. And then in 15, I decided I had to complete the story and the research to get this story out. And over a period of 13 years, I worked on this because there's a lot of hardcore research that's gone into this uh, endeavor. So... That's why, if you look at all the footnotes, because I make some fairly strong claims as to what really occurred in the Cold War uh, from items my father has told me that had occurred, and I mean, you're just going to take my word at it. You have to document it and back it up. And fortunately, over time, uh, a lot of those documents uh, became declassified, which you actually see in the book. Uh, there's big detail there. So uh, I am not what you call your classical author. This is actually my first endeavor. Fantastic, fantastic. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live. John Clausen is with us. He has got an incredible, incredible book out there. Um, now, tell us what you want readers to take away from your writing of this great book. Well, a couple of key things. First off, that besides my father, 
there were thousands and thousands of individuals who had to live in the shadows uh, of the Cold War and not allowing their real occupations or intentions to be noted because there was such secrecy depending on where you were in the quote-unquote development of the Cold War. And obviously my father was absolutely the epicenter of guidance systems and missile control uh, for our missiles located around the world. So that's a key thing. And really there's a couple of real key points as to how close we came to war, more so than even the Cuban Missile Crisis. Uh, when, uh, for example, at the end of Yom Kippur War, uh, we went on high-alert military readiness with our allies because Russia had threatened that they were going to come in and attack Israel because they didn't feel that they were abiding by the rules of the United Nations ceasefire. And that actually sent my father back to the silos uh, in the Middle East, namely in Iran, uh, in case Russia did invade to come in. And you know, then that whole string of documents is in the, in the book as well. It's quite fascinating to see Nixon and President uh, sending memos back and forth to each other, each claiming the other side was in violation. Um, and then one of the biggest things that we need to understand is that how the Cold War really ended, and it was not with Ronald Reagan saying we're going to spend you to death, or what had happened was is that Russia had actually believed that we were going to attack them in an exercise called Able Archer, which is a simulation of an attack where we tell them ahead of time it will start as a skirmish and it builds up and it builds up, and we're testing our computer transmission and our communication signals. Well, Russia thought it was a trick. They thought that we were going to fire on them. So on November 8th, 9th, and 10th of 1983, they were at DEFCON 2. They were expecting nuclear war. Now, in the history of our country, we, there's never been one country at DEFCON 2 and the other one didn't know about it, which was Americans. Obviously, nothing came to fruition there, and a double agent uh, relayed back to William Casey and Robert McFarland, his national security advisor, uh, actually informed Ronald Reagan shortly thereafter, and his whole attitude and tone to the Russians changed. We've got to figure out how we're going to live together, where we have mutual areas that we get we agree on. But up to that point, before Abel Archer, they were the evil empire. We had threatened them with Star Wars. They, they couldn't get an offensive missile off. So the Cold War actually changed when Ronald Reagan realized how close we came to the brink of nuclear war. So th those were one of the main points uh, I, I plan to relay. I go in great detail as well. Is well, well, give us give, give us give us some of that great detail. Give 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 give, it, give us a reason to pick the book up, John. Tell us all about it. Okay, let's do this. Before Pearl Harbor, there was a bigger war that started that very, very few people know about. It was called the War of Physics. 
which started on uh, October the 9th, 1941, for this country. It had already started in Germany at the end of 1938. In other words, it was the development of the chain reaction, which is what leads to the development of a massive explosion if that chain reaction is handled in a, in a certain manner, which led to the atomic bomb. So in reading, the readers will see that the funding of this war of physics actually came from World War II budget. 18 to 20% of the entire World War II budget was spent uh, on the development of the atomic bomb. It's the largest single category of any one item. Uh, if you were to look at it in an income statement, uh, that is the single largest expense. Just to show you the magnitude of the building of the atomic bomb, they built outside of uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, in a town called Oak Ridge, Tennessee. They built a structure equivalent to the size of 35 football fields where they reprocessed uranium to destabilize the, uh, the atom. So when you added that, We are going to make contact again with John Clausen. We are having uh, Skype issues today with our Wi-Fi, so we are going to remake contact here with John Clausen. We are going to see if we can make contact again with John Clausen here. Our Skype dropped out on us. Call dropped again. Skype's always great and reliable. <laughs> As you can tell, it is not. We are going to see if we can get John Clausen. There we are. The Skype dropped. I, I, apo I apologize for that, my friend. Um, go ahead and pick up where, where, where you left off, my friend. Keep chatting with us here. Well... That's what you need to understand, your, your readers, is that the Cold War now, in essence, is not really, it's not ended. Look what's going on in North Korea right now. Look what's going on in Iran. So this war of physics that in America started right before uh, the, the events of Pearl Harbor, uh, that still has not ended. And that's what's so important to understand, is that this war of physics literally has never ended. And that is a very, very important uh, uh, point to realize. Another one that I go into great detail as to how the Cuban Missile Crisis literally ended, that was a negotiated settlement. Uh, as we know, it's well documented that the generals wanted to absolutely invade Cuba and just decimate the island. Uh, Curtis LeMay, the Strategic Air Command General, said, quote, it was our greatest defeat in the history of this country with how that was resolved. Because it was resolved when missiles were pulled out of Turkey and Italy in negotiations. 
And that was kept classified for years because Khrushchev wanted, uh, Kennedy wanted to make it appear as if he stood Khrushchev down, but my father said it was just as important for him to stand his generals down. And in 1992, Robert McNamara, who was at that time Secretary of Defense, was at a conference with Fidel Castro, and Castro said, if you would have invaded us, we did not know this. They had over 100 nuclear missiles ready to fire right from Cuba, and they estimate 100 million people in North America would have died. If you were 1,000 miles within Cuba, there's a good chance you, you wouldn't have made it out of that alive. So those are some of the main points of the book, uh, along with a family story, living uh, with a father who has gone literally 70, 80, 90 percent. And relaying to my mom, uh, I really can't tell you where I'm staying, or he would make, I'm going to Poughkeepsie, or I'm going to some city. Who knows where he was going? It came out that he was going to various silos and uh, yes. uh computer control systems located around the world. So hey. I think it Go ahead. No, I was I was just gonna I was just gonna let everybody know we're speaking with John Clausen today here on Skype Audio, here on our world famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio Broadcast, coast to coast, border to border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and our brand new app is available, JiggyJaguar.us, and you can also find it in both the app stores. Now, John, um, how much research did you put into this book? You know, I'm asked that a lot. I've got over 13 years, thousands and thousands of hours. I've hired a variety of writers and researchers to assist with this program because this is not a subtle endeavor. Uh, Because potentially you have to put what I am claiming in the book at least parallel as to why you think what you do. And I'm not saying I'm right and you're wrong, but what I'm saying is you have to absorb the data and the, and the documents as to why do you believe what you believe. For, for example, I go into great detail and I name names that Pearl Harbor was actually set up. That had to happen so we could get the funding for the War of Physics. And I actually, and I'm the only writer so far that has given the names of the person responsible for Pearl Harbor training and installation is a blood relative, the person who is, whose uncle is the person responsible for building the atomic bomb. You actually have a familial connection all the way from the White, ha- uh, White House with the Secretary of War right to a blood relative who is controlling radar installation and training. I think that is very, very odd to have a familial connection from Secretary of War who's responsible for the atomic bomb to what radar was actively working at Pearl Harbor. And we know for a fact that the gentleman who was basically controlling the radar station at Opana had less than two days worth of training. So, uh, so like I said earlier in, in our discussions, there is a lot of, there's over 150 footnotes with, with documented data. 
uh, running from for 50 years. So it's really the retelling of the history of the Cold War. It is uh, John Clausen with us today. He joins us live here on JiggyJaguar.com. And, of course, 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world, iHeartRadio as well. This is absolutely, absolutely an amazing, amazing time to be speaking with this great author today. Now, with your book, you've, I'm sure you've probably gotten a lot of criticism, probably a lot of feedback. What's been some of the different reviews you've gotten on the book so far? You know, I've not uh, received a lot of negative uh, r- replies. Uh, I've actually heard from some noted Cold War engineers on the accuracy of the data that was put into this. So I- I've been very pleased with that. When I do public speaking, when people actually see the detail and the data that I bring t- to the table, uh, someone who wants to claim you're some extremist or conspiracy theorist, I have gone out of my way to document things. So, and I'm sure I'll, I'll get it. Uh, the book's only been out now a week or two. It's, in fact, actually, been it's out almost a month now. I'll take that back. Amazon started shipping early. So, and I know it will occur, but it hasn't happened yet. And as long as I'm getting endorsements from actual Cold War engineers, uh, that's a pretty much a solid endorsement. It is John Clausen. He's with us today here on iHeartRadio, amfm247.com, TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, and of course 50-plus AMFM stations across the country and around the world. Now, um, with with your book, what were some of the different things that you wanted to uh you wanted to include in the book. What were some of the top priorities you wanted to make sure this book had in it? Well, really the top priority, uh, I wanted to celebrate my father, and not only my father's life, but my mom's life, who was absolutely committed to him. And as long as she wasn't fearful or, you know, like, where's this Wallace Clausen? Because they, they were really bound together in their faith um, and in their faith with their church. And without that faith, my father, I doubt, could have done what he would have done. And let me explain. On Sundays, my father relaxed. My father claimed that the world would never blow itself up on the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. My father, six days of the week, was arguably the most serious man alive. But then on Sundays, he thought it was his birthday, Christmas. Everything rolled into one, and he never wanted Sundays to end. Uh, Going to church, he would always say, hey, let's pick up any of your friends who want to come with us. And then living in Switzerland, we would drive to some chalet, and we'd have a big dinner, no matter how many friends I brought along, that we could actually fit in the car. So... So besides the Cold War story, it's a family story and based in faith and in the protection of Israel. My mom was very verbally outspoken about we have to. My mom, my dad would say, Marilyn, please be a little quieter on that. See, my, my dad literally was. He never wanted attention brought to him. 
So they were both really caught up in uh, in defending of Israel. So, so there, there's a variety of gamuts as to how you can view this whole story, a historical one, a family note, along with a religious note. Because my father realized that when he was in that horrible auto accident, he became a theoretical mathematical savant. And he knew later on that that was a gift. And so he realized that uh, he had to use his skill sets in one of the most precarious times in the history of this country. Um, so I think in, in just those those facets alone, I think your readers will, will really have a, a lot to, uh, how do I say it, absorb. Yes, yes, it is, uh, it is a fantastic, fantastic guest with us today. He joins us live. John Clausen is with us on our iHeartRadio presentation, also AMFM247.com. Tune in, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, and 50-plus AMFM stations across the country and around the world. And uh, Donna Carol Voss is going to join us here in a few moments as well, but we've got John Clausen with us right now. Now, um, as far as feedback from folks, you, you talked a little bit about that earlier. Have have any um, in, anybody in the writing world, I guess, reached out to you and chatted with you about the way the book's written? Because it's it's a well-written, well-written book. Uh, since I'm not an author before, but I have spoken with some fairly high, highly acclaimed uh, writers on the subject of the Cold War, but no one has reached other than some uh, Cold War engineers uh, claiming um, that they were involved with similar projects and. One area that we did really enjoy researching was when I came home after my father died, he had placed a stack of business cards on the underside of the second drawer of his workbench. Needless to say, if you've got 80 cards stuck on the bottom, if you've, in, if you've placed the drawer below it already in, it's not going to close because that, you're going to be blocked by that 80, those 80 Excuse. Excuse me. Not a problem. Um, Not a problem. Are you okay there, John? Those 80 cards <laughs> uh, we had examined by one of the top PhDs of the Cold War who is now blind, and my agent read him the names and the cards and the companies. And literally every single card was a Cold War contractor, atomic this, reactor this, command control center that. It really is an outline, uh, an overview of the Cold War. And the way I have it written in the book is it was my dad's final plea not to forget what he told me uh, in October of 1989. And if it weren't for those business cards, uh, you and I would not be speaking because I doubt that I would have done this project because it just weighed so heavily on my mind that why um, did he give me all these cards? So uh, for 15 years, I literally tried to forget the story. 
Then in 04, I became an empty nester, and I decided that I either have to completely find out that the cancer had maybe gone to my dad's brain and that he had gone, quote-unquote, loony at the end of his life. Personally, I was yes. hoping I, I wouldn't find anything, but <laughs> the opposite happened. Everything he had talked to me about, I was able to go back and basically verify because over time, a lot of those documents became declassified when he talked to me, talked about it. For example, he said, Johnny, there was a memo from the highest levels of the government that sent me back to the silos of Iran. Well, I've got that declassified document now that Always everybody sucks. went up on higher, higher alert due to Russia threatening to invade uh, Israel at the end of the yeah. Yom Kippur War. Well, so, uh... Well, John, uh, before we before we let you go uh, for this broadcast, um, little inside baseball. We're going to be bringing John back to be on our uh, panel discussion a little bit later today. But um, before we let you go, because we've got to get to Donna Carol Voss, um, give us uh, the website where people can buy the book, social media, how they interact with you, my friend. Um, we have a website up, missileman.net. And that was just recently formed, uh, but there's been a lot of attention, not needless to say, in the media world on this. The screenplay has now also been finished, and uh, I think everybody knows what it means once the screenplay is done. So we really hope to get this story out fully, and, um, and hopefully uh, I, I can start to do a lot on, on the subject matter. Well, good stuff. Well, so, John, I uh, I look forward to chatting with you uh, very soon. I appreciate you being with us uh, here on our broadcast today. Are you going to call me back then at two? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We're going to call you back as soon as we go to Donna Carol Voss. She's waiting on the line. i got to get to her, my friend, but uh, I will call you back okay, here in about 15 back. minutes. That is John Clausen. We are going to shift gears. We are going to go to Donna Carol Voss here in just a second here on the world famous Cheeky Checkwire Radio Broadcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.